Hello, everybody. Code Pen Radio number 397. I don't know what we'll call this, safety or something like that. I had a question come in from some fella on Mastodon. Now, of course, I've scrolled away from it. I can't find it, but it was, uh, I will link it up because it was a, it was a, you know, it was a, a very fair question about Code Pen and. <laughs> This weird idea that we allow users to write code and execute it right on CodePen. Now, isn't that uh, funny? Because it's just kind of like rule number one in uh, running a web app or a app of any kind. It's just don't allow people to execute their own code on the thing. It's highly, highly dangerous. But of course, that's core to our product, and that's what we do. So we're going to talk a little bit, maybe vaguely sometimes, but with as much detail as safe about this subject, and I have with me Marie, who knows all about this world. Hi, Marie. Hey, everybody. Yeah, Chris asked me to come on the show, and I said, no, I'm not going to talk about any of that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, uh, we we worked it out. We figured out a couple things we actually can talk about, so here we are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, there's there's so many things to cover. So this will be a bit of a high-level overview, but I hope if anybody's in this position that they uh, get a little out of uh, how CodePen works and how it might work for you. Marvin Danig was the name who, who wrote in asking about it. And he was asking specifically about, you know, allowing users to do executable code. Uh, right. right, which is like a fundamental question of like, how the heck do we even allow this at all? On CodePen. And so right. that's a question that was answered long ago when, when CodePen was first put together. And that's something that, you know, Alex would be more expert to talk about there. But, you know, we sandbox the iframe. We have the code executing on a separate domain from the main domain. There's the content security policy. All, all sorts of little aspects there that kind of keep the iframe safe and the CodePen experience safe in general. Well, let's spend two more seconds on that because it was a uh, the one of the interesting aspects of the co- the kind of code that we execute on your behalf on CodePen is front end code, it's browser level code, which is different <laughs> than mm-hmm. server level code. Uh, it's just in in its nature a little bit. So we have to be worried about particularly worried about stuff like XSS. So if you could write a piece of JavaScript that would execute on CodePen.io. That's very dangerous because you can, for example, steal cookies and such. Or uh, uh, I don't know if we use cookies anymore for login. I think we do it some other way. But uh, but it, you know, assuming you could, you could like log in as somebody else. Then I'm I'm not going to. I don't think I have to teach this audience what XSS is. But it's very dangerous. Guess what? You can't do that on CodePen. When we execute the code that you write, it's not on CodePen.io. So that's what Marie meant when she said we execute it on a different domain. Any time we're executing the JavaScript that you write, it's not on CodePen.io ever. Just that alone is amazing level of security and pretty much handles the bulk of the really dangerous stuff. But let's just say some snuck out and somehow was executed on CodePen.io. It would probably have to execute as like an inline script tag. And we have this thing called a CSP, which Marie also mentioned, the content security policy, which just says, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I won't execute code in a script tag. (laughs) Um, It will execute. Yeah, right. It will execute code in a script tag that points to a source that's a codepen.io source, but nothing else. Right. So that's an amazing protection 
just that too. Yeah, and that's gotten more powerful over time. Just CSP in general, the concept of CSP has gotten more powerful over time. Another thing, you know, I was looking back in our history of the podcast and I saw that the last time we talked about this type of stuff was about five years ago in 2018. Um, And a lot has changed even with browsers since then. Browsers have become more secure to work in in this way. So alongside our efforts to lock things down, make it safer to use CodePen and, and to have CodePen as a thing, the browsers have also introduced new things that have made it a lot safer too. So we're all kind of working in concert. Everyone on the light side of the force anyway is all working in concert to make things safer. Yeah, indeed. Um, okay, so there's there's that. There's also, like you mentioned, the power of sandboxing. That's a that's a whole thing to itself. But when you have an iframe element, which is what we use to execute your code on a different domain, so that you can see it on on CodePen.io, there's this you know salad of attributes <laughs> that you mm, can put yeah. on the iframe <laughs> that mostly is a, a whitelist. You know, you say iframe sandbox, and it, and it just locks that thing down. And then you say, oh, but allow this, allow, right. allow this, allow this, allow this. It's a little hard to keep up with, but we put that on there. It's exacerbated, if I've used the word correctly, by the fact that different browsers need a different salad of mm-hmm. stuff on theirs. Yeah. yeah, and also I think there's a little secrecy there, too. They're not necessarily forthcoming about them. They don't announce them as they become available. And so we just kind of find out about them when someone's like, hey, I'm trying to use this and it's not working. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's something we can allow now. And then we have to spend a little time examining it and being like, do we actually want to allow this? Is this okay to allow? And also, if we allow this, is it going to break something elsewhere? So that's it's something that we constantly have to examine and we kind of only find out about it after the facts. But... I would imagine there's reasons for that. Right. Yeah. That one's always a little annoying to us, but we've just dealt with it because it, yeah. it, it manifests with, I'm playing with some new technology. It's not working in CodePen. I see this error in the console. I submit a support message that says, can you look at this? And we evaluate whether we're going to um, allow it or not, if we can find any docs on it. Usually we do, because usually it's not that big of a deal. And also it's in different contexts, we allow different things. Mm-hmm. So there's something called debug view, which we'll probably get into because it's a safety concern here at, at CodePen that, that is not iframed and thus has none of these protections, but kind of on purpose. Whereas f- imagine a, an API like the geolocation API, that's fine to use on CodePen. So we allow it in the sandbox, but not in like the grid, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like the grid doesn't allow that on there because you don't want to be browsing around CodePen and see a pop-up that's like, do you want to share your location with this website? You'd <laughs> yeah. be like, no. What are you? What are you ta- even talking about? You know. So there's different. There's a difference in what sandboxing stuff we allow in different contexts as right. well. Right. That's true. And so we do have situations where we don't want certain things to happen when people are viewing things in the grid. That is one of them. Uh, also, a forced download. Obviously, we would never want to allow that to occur. Um, one thing that's odd that we run up against a lot is that if someone has a asset file that's hosted on a server that requires a username and password, like requires login, every browser without exception will pop up the login for that. And we'll say like, you need to log into this site to access this information. And so we've done all kinds of stuff to try to block that. And the browsers just let that go through <laughs> no matter what, no matter what we do. You know what I'm talking about, right, Chris? Yeah. 
What the heck? Where if somebody has like a like an image file on a WordPress site and it's password protected. Right. It pops up this very like old school looking um, username. Yeah, yeah. I think they there was like one little movement on that over the years. And I, I don't know. I haven't seen that one in a while. We, we should almost test it again. It was called, yeah. it was like, if people are familiar with like, it was called H, well, there's an HT access file on. Yeah, on, HT access, yeah. Um, but that's specific to Apache servers. I'm sure there's some manifestation of this on any type of server. But you could pair it with an HT password file, and people would do that. It's just like the very easiest way to like mm-hmm. add authentication behind something that they wanted to like protect for clients or something like that. The irony is that like it would pop up through an iframe, and there was nothing you could do to yeah, stop it. Yeah, and it's it's still like that. Like people will write yeah. in and say, "I was searching for something, and this popped up." And it's always like someone's abandoned WordPress site from 2012 right. is popping up a, a password request. Oh, and it, come on. Wait, yeah. Like, why? There's so many other things that they get in the way of. I guess it's just not that big of a deal. You know, usually you're just landing on that site and you're like, oh, okay, I guess this site is broken. But it's probably only annoying to us, which is why it's not being dealt with. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a niche thing. But you know what's niche, not yeah. niche? Niche. God, I, I should learn to talk one of these days. Professional podcaster. Um <laughs> Uh, sound like why is why is there no attribute or anything at all in the salad of sandboxing stuff to stop freaking sound yeah. from an iframe? <laughs> My real. God, come on, yeah, well, but or also, autoplay or anything. Yeah, and also I think that YouTube has like special sneak past everything powers because we do have a problem where YouTube can play in circumstances where you feel like it really shouldn't. So, and that's inside Chrome. So, hmm. Right, Maybe they're just right, friendly right. with each other there, you know? Yeah, yeah. I discovered a very niche, let's say, way to to leak sound through the grid, which I will not share with you. Yeah, please podcast. don't. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell me, but take it off the air. <laughs> yeah, I hate that stuff. Uh, but that's why this question, this original question that came in was like, was like, what do you do? And I was like, you know what we do? A lot. All Everything, the time. All the time. Yeah. Every day we think about it. So if you want to make a sandbox like CodePen, just know that you're signing up for a daily journey through bad behavior. Yes. And it's ever-changing, a constant journey, a constant right. journey that you're just always working against a shifting tide. Right. And so you almost have to like be mentally prepared for that. Like this is not like a thing that we're going to just win and be done with it. Although that is highly enticing. Every time we have a little, we we think of something really clever to stop a like swath of bad garbage. It does feel Mm -hmm. very good. Like, did we, did we solve it this time? Even though of course we did not. We never solve it. You can't solve it. That's the thing. That's another thing. It is like trying to solve the ocean being wet. You're like, this thing is full of water. You step into the ocean. Yeah, you can take some buckets out, but (laughs) you keep going. You're still in there. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Notion. It's a new year, folks. I'm sure a lot of you are doing planning and all that kind of stuff for the new year. Certainly we are at CodePen and using Notion to do it. We've used it for a long time for that. Really helps keep the team on the same page just absolutely love it. So thanks so much for the support. So whether you're, you know, starting a new gym routine, organizing a trip with friends, or even planning your company goals, Notion is a flexible, collaborative workspace that helps you make meaningful progress in every part of your life. Get started in seconds by choosing from thousands of templates for every task. 
Make it your own from to-do list, OKR trackers, so much more. Notion helps you build the exact system you want so you can work the way you work best. Start your year off right and get organized now with a free Notion account at all lowercase letters. Notion.com slash codepen. Notion.com slash codepen to learn more and get started for free right now. So awesome. Again, thanks so much for the support. Love Notion here at CodePen. The best. So what we haven't distinguished those. A lot of this stuff is very is not from bad actors. It's just people doing stuff. And we still need to protect ourselves from just doing stuff. And then there's then there's just straight up bad actors. You know, like if you're trying to do XSS, fine. I mean, that, that one is like, come at me, bro. I like we've we're pretty solid on XSS, I think. But the uh, but there's other little crap like, oh, this, you know, we linked up some malicious JavaScript something something, or we're trying to convince people to click this thing and win penguin bucks or whatever. I don't know why <laughs> yeah. that one always comes up for my brain. So some of that stuff we've over time, and this is probably no surprise, we just can detect it and just <laughs> stop it. Yeah. So yeah. that the, you know, not to get into details of those tools, but we just can stop you based on what you're doing. There, but that's a you know. Then I'll talk about an uphill battle. Yeah, and of course that that also always changes too. The type of stuff that we were looking for five years ago, last time we talked about this, I, it. I'll tell you, nobody's trying to trick anybody into clicking a Game of Thrones streaming link anymore. <laughs> yeah. Even you know, even when House of Dragon came out, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh no, <laughs> here yeah. we go. Here comes another Game of Thrones after what we had gone through back in 2018. But no. People don't care enough about it to steal it anymore. Sorry to say. <laughs> That's wonderful. So you can tell what's what's pop what's yeah, actually like, oh, popular, popular with the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, people just doing tricky garbage is something that we need to evolve and detect and whatever. And right. certainly so there's, there's yeah, modern there's like tools to do that. Different types of content that you have to look out for when you have a place where user generated content can be posted. There's Obviously, the worst stuff is the malicious content, which is truly dangerous. That's like, you know, malware, right. phishing, all that type of stuff. That's dangerous. That's dangerous not only to your site's reputation and your site's community, but to the Internet at large. Like this stuff is dangerous to potentially mm -hmm. your nation. So you want to be careful there. Then there's objectionable content, which that's going to vary depending on what type of site you have, what is defined as objectionable content. What you want to have, of course, is a code of conduct that explains what would be objectionable content, and then you need to enforce that. And that's tricky to do because sometimes you can't exactly detect that out of hand, but what you would want to do is make sure that you're always able to act on it if it's reported and also start to look for things that are related to it once you start to understand, okay, this is a new variant of objectionable mm. content that has emerged. So, uh, and that's something that's ever changing things that are objectionable, uh, <laughs> evolve over time, new objectionable things emerge. So indeed, you just need to keep tight to your code of conduct, revise your code of conduct if it's appropriate. But yeah, objectionable content is kind of a vague term because it really does vary, like depending on what type of site you have. And then there is SEO spam. And this is high, high, high volume. But if you're smart about it, it's not terribly high impact for you. Because for one thing, um, you know, SEO spam is, just to define it in a nutshell, is when there is a link to another site 
And the purpose of placing the link is to build the reputation of that other site in the old school style of SEO, which is basically inbound links coming to the site. Um, so what they'll do is they'll be, uh, you know, trying to sell a service, trying to sell a product, or there's also this whole reputation building world of SEO, which if you are paying somebody <laughs> to build your reputation through SEO, try to evaluate where they're placing those links because they're probably placing them directly into a trash can. <laughs> but anyway, mm. um, so one thing that, that uh, Google gives content sites that kind of helps here is uh, the rel UGC uh, attribute, which means that you can label the link as user-generated content. And so they know, okay, this is just something somebody posted, count it with that grain of salt, you know, when they're evaluating yeah. it for another site. So we slap that onto outbound links SEO spam that's coming into CodePen is is high volume, and we do delete it when we discover it, but it's not high priority because it is very, it's not terribly harmful to the community at large or to the web at large because we're already telling Google, don't even pay attention to this. <laughs> so they already know it's not important. All, all those three are very different and require different tooling, different approaches, different stuff. Exactly. They're completely different from each other. They have to be managed in separate ways and they have to be given different priority. You know, sometimes we need to just go up to priority one and let the other stuff mellow for a bit. Or other times we're able to really focus up on one particular type of high volume spam thing. We've, we've had to do some things to, uh, like, for example, the reason why there is a limit of how many pens a free account can make in a, in a seven-day period comes from SEO spam floods that we used to get. Now, um, we used to get accounts that would sign up and post, like, 500 pens that were just loaded up with spam. And it actually became difficult. This was in the earlier days. It would become difficult to delete those accounts when we did discover them. So we actually had to put a hard limit like that. And even now, we've left that limit in place it really does continue to catch spam accounts. When an account triggers that, that's a time to take a look at that account and see, okay, what's going on here, you know? And oftentimes you do find that it's an SEO spam account just trying to barf out like thousands upon thousands of links. So you really, it, 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 like you said, it, it really does take a lot of different types of tooling, different types of attention and different levels of priority to just keep it all clean, keep it all in balance. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that it's in order of volume, <laughs> just interestingly? Like there's the, like most stuff is just, ugh, SEO, garbage again. And then oh, yes. second to that is a, of like in, an intentionally objectionable crap, which is, yep. and then the, the least of it all is the really dangerous stuff. But that's, you know, <clears throat> it's the worst, but it's the least, thank God. Yeah, there, there is the least of that because it is, that's, it's criminals doing criminal stuff. And there's fewer of those, you know, even if you work in spam, even if you work in community, it's true. There are fewer criminals than regular people. It may feel, <laughs> it may feel like there's more, but it's true. There are actually more regular people trying to use your product than criminals. But I'll tell you, sometimes it feels different. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're fighting it. It does. And the, these are dangerous for this, This uh, maybe you mentioned this specifically, but one worry that we all kind of, we carry around on our shoulders is that if one of these lives for a little too long and gets a little too much attention from somebody like Google and they're the, they're the big dogs in search, so... That's what really matters. Mm -hmm. And somebody just pushes a button over there and says, oh, that code pen, they're just too dangerous. We're going to put the red screen of death up for them. If we can't resolve that real quick, we just 
are done as a company. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the reason why we treat this with very high priority. Right. And also, we when types of things when these things come up, we do act immediately. We do work directly with Google immediately when this happens. So we do work it out. It's it's something that we're I I would assume they're relatively familiar with what we really are uh, versus what it, right. what they're discovering. So fortunately, that that's the case. Yeah, because we because we've immediately hopped to action when it comes up. In part. Um, oh gosh. So you know, there's lots of stuff that we're not going to tell you. So just. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't know. say it like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, well, it's just interesting bespoke tooling. We have all freaking kinds of tooling that do, that does stuff. You know, we had we had, you know just so you know we had stuff go out just in the last week or two. Yeah, it's, we did. That's to stop your dummy butts. Yeah, I mean, I will say, like, if this is if this is what you're doing as your job, like, start tooling up, get your meeting together to start tooling up on something else because it ain't gonna be worth it real soon. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, rock along. and roll. Move along, please. There is some automated stuff that comes from not our own two fingers. You know, yes. we've talked up many times that uh, we use Cloudflare just generally in front of CodePen, which stops us from kind of a different style of bad behavior, stuff like DDoS. It's kind of mm-hmm. fun to look back over the last couple of weeks of logs and be like, oh, look, on Tuesday, somebody tried to DDoS oh, us. Oh, there was eh. a DDoS. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Suck it. <laughs> Even- <laughs> yeah. Nothing happened, you know, which is a result of lots of work and money, fortunately. Yeah, but they're rock solid. They really do save us from a lot of trouble. They've also cut down significantly on the on the volume of the SEO spam. Um, they get in the mm-hmm. way a lot of a lot of that. A lot of the automated signups are just taken out, you know, at the root. Um, that's great. And then you know, it was one of the worst is we just I think we had one of these somewhat recently that it, that was just I just laugh at that somebody like paid real money. Meaning that we have pro accounts. Pro accounts is a, another one of our tools, let's say, for fighting bad behavior because you get a little more abilities with the pro account. Like you can, you know, view on a, unauthenticatedly look at debug view, which otherwise would be a very dangerous view of CodePen because of the lack of protections there or whatever. So if you want that, you got to pay money for it. Now they'll probably use a stolen credit card or something, but I'm like, that's really, you're doing a lot of work there. To get yeah, I mean that's that's one crime. day that's, or less. Yeah, that's crime. Straight and up I mean, crime. It leaves a it leaves a visible trail, which it's not held by us. It's held by places like Stripe and PayPal, who are in contact with you know the FBI, right. <laughs> international law enforcement. So it's a terrible idea to even try it. But of course, these are criminals we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, that's still a pretty good protection, despite a very rare slip through. It's great because once, if it does come through, if they do get through, then you just mark it as fraud, as as you know, invalid to either Stripe or PayPal, and then that kicks in, and it'll start detecting when they come back or when their buddy gets on or whatever. All the all the interlinking. That happens completely outside of CodePen is known to Stripe and the card networks and PayPal. That's finance. They all are much, 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 much more uh, advanced in the world of security than any content site. So they're all working together. They all figure out, okay, this is related to this other charge, block this too. And so in that case, if someone gets fraud blocked, 
they're blocked at the level where they can't make the payment in the first place and it disables their CodePen account. So that gives us an opportunity to pull them out before they've even done anything. And that's all detective work that's being done by our payment processor. So we can thank them for that. I, I Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for a lot of things. We do love our friends at Stripe and PayPal. They, they uh, make it possible for us to be a business, which is fantastic. But then, you know, in addition to those third-party tools, which they do a lot of the heavy lifting, and I do have to give them a lot of credit, we also have tools on our side that help out, of course. You know, we have our own filters, our own mechanisms for freezing an account, uh, which can help us identify things that are about to become trouble even before they do become trouble, or sometimes catch them in the act and stop them from doing what they're about to do, Mm -hmm. which is very, very handy. Um, if you get caught up in one of these types of things, you simply will not be able to post anything. You won't be able to do anything at all on CodePen. Uh, and then we just come through, pick up everything that's frozen and throw it in the trash. Um, and when I say we throw it in the trash, we have built in a soft delete mechanism now. So when we delete an account as an administrator, now, if you delete your own account on CodePen, it is gone, gone, gone. Like we do not hold it on at all because that's, you know, for privacy reasons, we just let you completely destroy your own account. That's fine. Uh, when we delete it, when we've made a decision to delete an account, we actually hang on to it for a short while, not very long, uh, but for a short while. So if that was a mistake, if we discover, oh, okay, accidentally we deleted this group of accounts when we were supposed to delete these, for example, or if someone writes in and appeals it and we realize, okay, yeah, that was a mistake. This is not actually spam. We can just bring it back. And so that makes it so that we can move yeah. a lot faster. We used right. to be real slow. You can bring it back slow. by clicking a button, not by mm-hmm. like, let me... Pull the old database right. and blah, 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 yes. blah, blah, you know. Yeah, which is what we had to do in the old days. And so we would be really slow and meticulous and careful about deleting accounts in the past when now we can work in bulk much more often without it being a problem for us. If you know, in the very rare instances where we where we've made a mistake and as we go on they get more and more rare. Uh, we can bring an account back in in a short time frame. I mean, if someone doesn't notice their account, <laughs> you know, it was deleted like for ninety days or something, then in that circumstance, we really can't help. But that's never happened. It's it's only been you know occasionally like we'll grab something and the next day the person's like, "What happened to my account?" And we're like, "Oh, yep, that was a mistake. Can we bring it back?" Yeah, right, right. If that happens to you, let us know. That you know that's an unfortunate price to pay. Not the world's best experience for that person, but uh, yeah. And that's the problem. Hey, we you gotta know, watch our own ass here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's the key challenge that we face here. A- any site that that hosts user generated content is going to always face is that you got to keep it safe, but you also don't want to stand in the way of legitimate use of your product. So, you know, but like even like little stuff, like we have, you have to uh, verify your email address before you can use every feature of, of the free product. And it's like, just that alone is enough friction for us to lose people sometimes. They either they don't get the email or they don't want to verify their email address or they use a fake one or whatever. And so we end up losing people because they don't want to jump that one relatively small hurdle and relatively common hurdle, too, for you know, a site where you create content. So that's a little piece of friction that we've had forever, and we know it's a little piece of friction. So every additional piece of friction that we add on top of that could potentially alienate or make impossible the use of CodePen for someone else. So... We really have to think these out and kind of like balance it with the risk versus making CodePen something that lots and lots of people can use. So it's something that's, 
Yeah, like we were saying at the beginning of the show, it's never permanently solved. You can't find the solution to spam. You cannot find the solution to bad behavior. Those things are impossible. But what you can do is be able to use your own tools, work, you know, reach out to the tools that are available to you and just do what you can to make it as comfortable as possible. I think the average person using CodePen doesn't think, oh, this place is full of spam. Like you might think, unlike any other content place, you know? Right. Uh, I, I don't feel like people think, oh, th- there's a lot of spam here. And that's down to the work, work that we put in. Work. A lot of work. <laughs> work, work, work. That's us. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Kind of is. But we've made it this far. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you you especially do you do so much of it, which is awesome. Yeah, you know, and it is kind of nice to talk about it, uh, you know, and even though I was a little bit vague, you know, and that's, that's the shame of it too, is that I think all of us that work on this have to be a little bit vague and secretive about what we're doing because we are working against, you know, essentially criminals. And so I do wish there was a way that everyone that does stuff like this could kind of work together a little bit more and share knowledge with each other a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe there is something where we're doing that and I don't know about it yet. No, there, there, I mean, yeah, I don't know if the right, company came to us and asked for details or wanted to sit down and talk about it, I would. It's not like, as long as I could tell that you're not, even if it was competitive, but it was the the point of that was just safety, that would be yeah, fine. If we all just want to knock this out, I want to knock it out just as bad as anybody else. So like, yeah, I, it, I think it would be great to be collaborative on this with other other folks in the field, realistically, because we're all facing the same thing. I know everything I just talked about here is showing up everywhere else too. There's no way it's just us. Yeah. What I what one thing that makes me feel good is that that we have a, there's at least two tricks I can think of uh, up our sleeves that we haven't fully pulled the trigger on. So it's kind of like if this got any worse, we'd be like, well, we st- we got a couple of it. We got a couple of sledgehammers in our back pocket. So we do. Uh, we do. Just so, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's fun to swing the hammer every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's also nice about it is that we can trust some of our analytics numbers. That, Like, for example, we, we crossed a threshold. I think it was just this week about number of users. I don't know how close we keep that to our chest, so I'll just shut up about that for now. But uh, it's, it's cool to know that that number isn't just total BS. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not, you know what I mean? Because we, well, you, you'll even do like an, an old school sweep. You'll be like, oh, you know what? I discovered this really weird kind of like, I don't know, honeybee spam or something. You yeah. Know? That's- <laughs> and then go back in time and just and find some old crap that's like, oh, it's unfortunately we, that we missed this, but it's gone now. Yeah. Ooh. And then also, again, you see it's like it's had zero action at all it just got dumped there and that was it so it's basically just like tidying up rubbish yeah it's not uh it's not really saving the world but yeah it is funny because sometimes you'll just go back in time and be like oh okay well in 2018 like a bunch of people were trying to sell card tables in poland and right nuke these now (laughs) Mm, those polish people my god i almost bought a fake wood carving there once i'm still pissed about it (laughs) well I don't know what to say. <laughs> it was one of those things where the guy's like, he, he's got like a knife out. You know, he's got a thing of wood carvings. He's got a knife out and he's like, the car, there's wood shavings all over the ground. And you're like, oh man, this guy's so legit. He like is carving these wood things right here in front of me. And then if you like really look, he's just got like a twig and he's just like, <laughs> he's just chucking stuff off the twig. You know, you're okay, like. So, so then you're the type of person I'm looking out for when I'm deleting this SEO spam. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Do it for Chris. Yeah. I gotta put put that Thank up you. like Homer Simpson sign. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thanks, Marie, uh, for all that, and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. It's three ninety seven here. We're gonna we have a couple of more really. Oh yeah, we're coming up on interesting it. ideas. To, yeah, we'll hit four hundred, and, and we'll talk about you know what's going on at CodePen in preparation for a little hiatus mm-hmm. as we finish up our bigger projects, and then we'll use this project to talk about that. Frankly, I'm just a little sick of dancing around our bigger projects, and I want to yeah, just wait too. until we can talk about it. <laughs> I agree. Right on. Well, I'll be on that one. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.